0: You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and what follows is an excellent conversation between myself and the very talented Keshav Dar of Indian prog metalers Sky Harbour. The reason for the conversation is to promote their brand new album for 2018, Sunshine Dust. Let's have a listen to what Keshav has to say. Here we go.
1: Here he is. How are you going? Hey man, how are you doing? Hey Andrew.
0: Yeah, doing pretty well actually. Just uh, just leading dad life at the moment, um, picking oh, the daughter up from nice. school, and going to take him out for some fish and chips tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. For Friday night's going to be nice. a bit special. Nice, give your little one a high five from me. <laughs> I will, I will. How about you, mate? What have you been up to lately?
1: Uh, not much. The day's just getting started. You know, it's uh, it's half eleven in the morning. Mm. Uh, I'm a musician, so we we do tend to, you know, we uh, this is. For me, <laughs> but, mm. yeah, just getting ready to hit the studio. Uh, I'm recording a band today, so yeah, more of the same, really.
0: Excellent. I was really looking forward to this chat, and one of the key reasons, of course, apart from being an excellent band, and you're you're an outstanding musician, it needs to be said as well. I haven't Thank actually you so
1: much, Mark. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I I haven't actually spoken to anybody from India that's a musician. I got I got a lot of friends. My uh, right. a lot of mates uh-huh. are, that are uh, in, from India or have Indian heritage. My uh, youngest daughter her godmother's um fijian indian so um we we sort of familiar with the culture beyond the love of the shared love of cricket put it that way (laughs) (laughs) right you know so tell me that'll be my first question for you before i talk about the album what inspired you to start a band because i understand you're from new delhi and i don't think it would have been easy to start what effectively is a hard rock or a heavy metal band so can you tell me how you got things started
1: Uh, right. Yeah. So, um, this goes back to about the early two thousands. I was in high school. I, I mean, of course I was into, you know, uh, rock and metal music and stuff. I started getting into that when I was in my uh, mid to late teens. Hmm. But when I went to college, which was not in New Delhi, actually, it was in this very remote student town, uh, in, in in one of the coastal corners of the country mm. and the scene there it was a really tiny town and there really wasn't anyone around uh, who was who was interested in you know making this kind of music because this was uh, around the time i think that you know the whole underground gent thing you know if you mm. if you were familiar with that sure. was yep. was just starting to you know just it was bubbling under the surface you know these the the, the guys who would eventually form periphery and tesseract and these bands and we were i i was following them on you know on social media and well on discussion boards and stuff and i remember just being like i want to play music which is like you know this progressive weird experimental sort of stuff but around me even even though i was in a in a college town and i was surrounded by kids by people my age people were mostly interested in just you know sp- playing in cover bands mm. or um Doing little beyond, you know, your Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, oh, yeah. you know, just the the, the usual suspects. You know, it was <laughs> anything more than that was just like, Ugh, I don't really know, where, you know. And uh, even like just the, the idea of writing original music was a was a bit of an outlier for at least in in the surroundings that I had. So I I was you know just going online and seeing what I could do. And as as it turned out, I came across discussion boards where these guys were basically uh, one man army. Uh, situations, you know, like where there were guys who were just recording their ideas by themselves and pretty much being the band, but doing it all by themselves on a computer, you know, with sample drums and, uh, you know, j- yeah, just basically mm. using the the, the the computer as their instrument mm. to lay their ideas down Um and I remember being really inspired by that. And I was just like, okay, listen, if no one's interested in like jamming in a band with me, the least I can do is just, you know, put my ideas down so that at least I can, well, my creativity doesn't get stunted just because there's no one around, you know, like that would yeah. be shitty if I, uh, so I started doing that and I started getting into, you know, DIY home production and, you know, bedroom mm-hmm. recording or whatever. And, um, And yeah, as it turns out, I I just started making material because the simplest thing to do was if, you know, if you're struggling to find material to practice your recording chops on, just do it yourself, mm-hmm. right? Make yep. the material yourself. So I started writing these demos. And as it turns out, of course, like they, they just happened to catch the fancy of a bunch of people at that time. Because I think I do feel like all these bands that came out at the time were onto something really fresh, which, of course, made sense because that it went and became that new genre or subgenre or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so that that was basically how I how I got into it, you know, just playing music by myself and making it and laying the ideas down on the computer. And then, of course, once it reached a certain amount of popularity and, you know, I, an album was out and then I started getting interest from, from people uh, rather than me having to reach out to people. People mm-hmm. started reaching out to me being like, look, I really like your stuff. If you want to put a band together, you know, just know that I'm available and that I'm keen. So... That then, of course, that led to the formation of the band and so
0: on. Your experience sounds a lot like everybody else's, to be quite frank with you, mate. I thought it might have been a lot more of a struggle insofar as, you know, we just haven't heard a lot of rock music or heavy metal coming out of India, but I, yeah. I speak to artists all over the world and your situation there it could be replicated if you come from Iceland, Australia, even the United States. So uh, oh, yeah. it's comforting, yeah, actually, yeah. because it, it means that it really comes down to your own initiative is what i'm hearing oh, at all
1: completely absolutely i completely agree with you well i mean having said that uh I, it's interesting i was just having another chat you know, just before we got on this call i was doing another interview where hmm. uh i was i was making the point that in india um i mean this is not to say i mean before people get upset and think that i'm calling it a poor country or anything i'm not but <laughs> uh the, the 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 idea of you know playing what is essentially western music yeah. you know western and that too it's not like mainstream western music it's like pretty niche uh mm-hmm. you know experimental outlying you know well progressive heavy metal uh, in uh, in 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 the english language is something which which uh, is it's it's a thing of, well, relatively privileged people, I would say, in this country. And I am very aware of my own uh-huh. privilege and I and I keep a check on it because I'm aware, you know, like I've had um well, you know, my parents, for example, were able to well, put me through a good school in, you know, in an in, in English medium school. So I've been able to grow up being not just aware of my own culture and my own Uh, surroundings and the you know the entertainment that exists in in my country and around me but also be in tune with what's going on around the world and be able to relate to it and enjoy it and you know that's not something that can necessarily be said for a lot of people who simply because of the language barrier for the for one Mm. and because of the fact that well distorted guitars and you know heavy drums is not really something that you find in traditional Indian music so for for a lot of people Mm. um just the sonic and lyrical barrier can be something that they just can't get past and you know that's no fault of theirs it's just what it is yeah so um so yeah i i feel like uh it's it's a middle class and upper phenomenon here in india whereas uh in a lot of other parts of the world say in like you know the united states or in britain you know where especially when mm. when you look at the or, the origins of rock and metal music you know it started out as well music of the not very wealthy you know people. yeah who working are
0: class in england yeah
1: working class yeah absolutely i would still say it's working class here you know it's it, because at the, i mean i think really re- really privileged really really wealthy people don't particularly resonate with the you know with with the, the music or the lyrical content, which at the end of the day is largely about a struggle. You know, I mean, there is a certain mm-hmm. amount. We're not going to be in like a rock or heavy metal band and sing about sunflowers all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so yeah, that's that's just an interesting thing that I noticed, you know.
0: Well, it's, what I found really interesting about that is that I understand it because of the way the political, the political exchanges people have on Facebook, Twitter, and God knows whatever other social media apps oh, that are yeah. out there these days. But you really had to qualify your statement there You know, meaning that you come from a position of privilege, but I could bet you know, I don't bet, but <laughs> the point <Yeah>. being, <laughs> I, without knowing you intimately or your situation, I know your parents yeah. would work their asses off to give you a good education.
1: Oh, completely.
0: And you just haven't. Yeah, you've yeah. just been smart enough to recognise that, and you've been imbued with that hard work, that spirit of hard work, and uh, entrepreneurship, really as well. I probably sure. put it down to because a lot of Indians have this wonderful sense of entrepreneurship about them, and you've you've got that in spades, judging from your music here. But I just find sure. it interesting in this day and age, mate, where You've really got to clarify every comment and say, yes, a lot of people do, that music in general is a yeah. privileged thing to be able to create, no matter where you are from in the world, because there are war zones, Iraq, or not sort of a war zone specifically, mm-hmm, but parts mm-hmm, of Iraq, mm-hmm. Syria. Oh, yeah. You know, the, oh, yeah. the, the northern uh, provinces or states of Mexico, where the drug cartels are running rampant, where nobody Absolutely. has any time for yeah. art at all. Yeah, 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 so, exactly. So we're all privileged because we don't – True. If we don't live in those yeah. environments, we're all privileged. But, yeah, it's. Uh, right. I, I think it's a pretty sad indictment on the way people attack musicians that you've had to qualify your statement there. And, I, and my own view is, is, of course, you don't need to. But I understand completely why you felt compelled to do so because I think you were – Right,
1: yeah. You know, I feel like people are very tri- – they get triggered really quickly nowadays Yeah. for whatever reason, you know. And I – at the end of the day we also live in a social media age you know where where so much of what we see and what we hear and the statements that we hear are in the form of text and it's so difficult and so much gets lost in translation mm. there you know mm-hmm. and it's 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 impossible to read to read into things like tone or you know actual intended meaning i mean uh, mm. you know when you read a sentence and which can often be taken out of context as well so yeah i mean i i don't resent the fact that i have to <laughs> clarify what i said but it's just you know I, I just wanted to make sure that my point comes across. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. I just yeah. You, you're creating yeah. wonderful music and let that be your mm-hmm. voice out there in the in the wild, wild west on the internet. You know, that's really the mm-hmm. voice. I, I make a really specific point of not getting into. Well, I've had some political discussions, but I'm very careful not sure. to appear partisan, so not to appear to take yeah, it either yeah, side. Yeah. Just try to be. And, and this is true for me, definitely. To be centrist, because as soon as you lose that middle ground, things start getting very yeah. extreme, and that's very, what is happening, particularly on the yeah. left. You know, with these uh, organisations that represent leftist yep. interests, and I know I've mm-hmm. seen Twitter swarms attack musicians, and I think it's sad, mate. I, I do. I think it's sad. But look, I, I, I won't labour the point
1: any more. Better talk. Oh about no, I, I I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's and it, one of the one of the funniest things that I see coming out again and again is. Hey, yo, you stick to music, you know, like leave the politics to, you know... Uh-huh. But what, yeah. what 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 exactly do you mean by that? I mean, th- what what are we supposed to sing about? Like, w- our art is essentially it's it's a reaction to. We're not just creating art or creating what we create in a vacuum, right? We're not mm. like just we can't just switch off switch ourselves off from what's what we see around us. Like at the end of the day, everything that we do, even the sounds that we make, are in some way a commentary on what we're feeling, our own emotions, or what we're what we're reacting to. You know, so right. it 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 just it, It just is what it is. And I find it very strange when people attack musicians for for having an opinion. You know, it's like this is well, since the very beginning, the rock and metal music has been about wearing your heart on your sleeve. And, you know, as long as you're not saying anything hateful, I think there's absolutely no harm in just voicing and, you know, just speaking your heart out. You know, Mm. you don't have to agree with it. But yeah.
0: Yeah, music's an outlet. That's what it is. It's you know, you're spot on. Yeah. It is a reaction to things that are happening around you. Whether it's something that's going on in your personal relationships, or some people sing about catching the bloody bus in the morning, what have you, and then other people, of yeah. course, especially punk bands, have a whole yeah. pu- have a whole political narrative that they stick to. But yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's this bloody social media age that we're at at the moment. It's Terrible, it's, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's 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 so sad. But it, again, it is what it is. So we just well, we'll we'll see where. Where it ends up going of its own accord.
0: I listened to <coughs> Joe Rogan's podcast fairly regularly and um, he came up with a fairly oh, I good I love you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's so good in the way he's, he's able to articulate his thoughts and the yeah. variety of guests he gets on. But what did he say about mm-hmm. social media? He said that it feels like, I think this, but I don't want to get the point wrong, but I understood it sure. to be that. He felt that social media demonstrated we were in the adolescence of our species because of the way we attack, hide behind anonymous handles and attack each other. Well, I don't yeah. do it. You don't do it clearly, but other people out there do do it. And what, yeah. what's you know, at the end of the day, you do not say to people online who you don't know what you wouldn't plant on a sign in front of your house.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so,
0: so yeah, yeah, but yeah, anyway,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, humans.
0: So let's talk about Sunshine Dust. I'm really enjoying it, by the way. I had it on in the car when
1: I was Thank uh, you. picking up the daughter Thank before. Thank you. I'm so, so happy. I'm, I'm really glad you're enjoying it, yeah.
0: It, look, I, I, and I do enjoy it, and it's probably uh, it's highlighted by the fact that Tesseract, Periphery, and uh, the Butterfly Effect Carnival, to be honest with you, they aren't bands yeah. that I typically listen to, but I do like really? your stuff.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I do like your stuff, and I think it's the guitar work that you've put in there. Um, and I think his nice. songwriting is. Very, I think you've got your finger on the pulse with regards to songwriting. There's a lot of melody. There's a lot of really good hooks. And I don't feel like when I'm listening to the music on Sunshine Dust that I'm waiting a long time for a, a melody or a hook to come at me. So it's very engaging music.
1: Right. So right, right, do you right, get right. that
0: feedback very often, or or is it? Or is it, Do you get lumped in with the no. Tesseracts and the Peripheries and the like?
1: we yeah that's interesting we actually do tend to get lumped in and i think well it, i think it's easy for people to make you know to sort of just put us in that category because of course we shared well tesseract singer was our singer until uh, this album until well until our last album so uh, i can see why they lump us in with that category but yeah it was uh, it's it's interesting you say that because one of the things we took away from um well after our last album was out, we sort of just had a bit of a think and we put our heads together and we were like, you know, what do we want to do going forward? What do we want to explore? You know what? Mm-hmm. We've we're two albums down. We've put out, well, almost two hours worth of music. What do we have to say right now that we haven't said before? And I think all of us wanted to just get to the point a little quicker. You know, like we wanted to we wanted to make music that was we didn't want to dumb it down by any stretch, but we definitely wanted to make it more hard hitting and more concise mm-hmm. and more more engaging so that like you know more it should we wanted it to grab the listener like quicker and we wanted to just we didn't want to waste time getting to the point because i mean we've done the whole expansive prog thing you know where you take like two minutes into a song to really get to the to get to the meat of the song which is cool and we and we've done that and we've explored that but we felt like we just wanted to do we just we I think if we were just at that point in our lives, maybe it was the music we were listening to um, that, you know, just made us think, okay, let's let's write some songs where we where we don't need to spend like a couple of minutes getting to the point, you know, let's get to the point in the first 30 seconds. So that was cool.
0: Well, that's th- that immediacy. I'm so glad you say that because that's what I found compared to the other bands. And I'm not ratting on the other bands or heaping shit on them at all. They're wonderful artists, sure, or sure, those artists, sure. But yeah. your stuff's far more immediate. It doesn't take two or three minutes for something to kick off because oftentimes I I get so many albums a week, right? Yeah. And I listen to them, and sometimes I think something's wrong with my phone or the media device that I'm listening to the songs <laughs> on. But it's not. It's just that you know, song four has like a two minute introduction or something on some yeah. of these albums, and. I uh, I don't really understand it to be honest with you no.
1: Yeah no no I, I I get I completely get where you're coming from I think uh you know we were we were we were having a bit of a throwback to, I think Themata by Carnival which was of course their most uh, I would say their most poppy or their most sure. accessible record yeah. yet you know where uh, I mean that album was just full of hooks and those hooks like they didn't waste time getting to them right I mean you know, So um yeah I think I think we were we we were really channelizing a lot of our australian influence there you go. on this one yeah. yeah
0: the other thing is you've attracted the attention of some serious heavy hitters so i'm talking about chris adler who i understand you went on tour sure with lamb of god in 2012 and also marty friedman from megadeth or formerly of megadeth has played on some yeah. of the albums in the past so mm-hmm. focus on the chris adler one did he just reach out to you randomly and say i love your music guys let's go on tour or how did that that's
1: exactly well, we didn't exactly tour with them. I mean, we supported them in India on their India leg of their world tour, uh-huh. but it was just the one show. But yeah, that it was exactly as you described. I, I literally one day just got... And this is before it was a band. It was just me at the time. I, I just got a random message, I think on my SoundCloud account, because that's where I used to post all my demos. Hmm. And I got... Um, I got a message from this user called Eagle Adler or something. And I was, I remember looking at it and being like, yeah, okay, that's some fanboy who, you know, wants (laughs) to call himself Adler because, well, that's what we all do, right? (laughs) Like, you know, it's like so so many people, in so many Indian kids, I'll see them where they'll just say if his name is something, something, and he'll just insert the word Petrucci between his first and his last name because. (laughs) I've seen seen that plenty of times on the net, Yeah. it happens all the time, right? So I just thought this was another one of those. And this there was this person saying, "Hey, you know, really enjoying your stuff. Um, I I have I run a I run a small indie uh, record label of my own, and was wondering if you'd be interested in you know like having it. And I didn't really pay much attention to it, and I just sort of ignored the message until. Uh, I got a second message from the same user, and this time he signed off saying "Chris," and below Chris he said like "Chris at lambofgod.com dot com," and before below that he said "www dot dot com," and I think he was just sort of driving the point home. Yeah, look. he wanted to get your attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was, and I had a look at that, and I was just like, "Hang on a second, shit, okay." Yeah, then I responded to him. And I was like, "Wow, thank you so much. That that's incredible. That means so much, you know." And uh, and and of course, we ended up not signing with his record label. But um, but I think um, he it it definitely must have you know he he must have enjoyed it quite a bit because I remember when Lamb of God announced the the tour that they were doing and the fact that it was going to go through Bangalore in India. I remember I don't know who exactly made the first move. I think it might have been our label who reached out to Chris being like do you guys have support you know hmm. for uh, decided for for that india date and chris replied back saying no but i want sky harbor to do it can you ask them whether they you know whether they have a band whether you know they can put a band together maybe to play the show yeah and that and that's actually yeah that is what happened and i remember just like calling up all the guys and just being like guys 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 look do you want to make this happen like i mean let's let's put this let's put this lineup together you know and i called dan who was singing? Who had sung on the album? Being like, look, do you want to play a show? I mm. mean, Chris from Lamb of God is asking us to be direct support. Like, they would, and he thought about it for a second, and he was like, yeah, that would be pretty stupid to not do that. So, um, so yeah, we did it, and that that was basically it. And we've had a we've maintained a really nice relationship ever since then. You know, we, I chat with him every once a year, I think at least. You know, I share what I what I'm up to, and he's always very very uh, very kind whenever awesome. I send him anything that I'm working on.
0: Mm. Mate, these interviews are always over far too quick, and I feel like as though we were just getting started, to be honest. But oh uh, shit, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I've talked your ear off. No, no, you've no, you've done really. Well. It's I, I wish we could do it again, mate. It's just, uh, yeah, you know, I know that there's is You you've got another one coming through in about thirty seconds or so. But uh, look, before I finish, mate, congratulations on an outstanding career, uh, and long may you continue to so do much. what you're doing. And I hope you come over here, mate, because I'll certainly be in the crowd when you come.
1: Yeah, it's gonna happen. There's actually a conversation going on right now about it, so cool. it'll
0: happen. Final point, mate. Are you cool if I release what we've talked about as a podcast episode? Do you comfortable with that? Yeah, of
1: course. That? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, go Wonderful. for it.
0: Wonderful. All right, mate. Well, well done again, mate. Thank you very much for the conversation. <laughs> really enjoyed it.
1: Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you so much. Have a good one.
0: You too, mate. No nice. worries. Gotcha. Yeah. All
1: right. Yeah, bye. Bye.
0: You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that conversation featured the very talented Keshav Dar from the outfit from India, Sky Harbour. Thank you so much for listening.